MLB on CBS. Uh, Ron Darling will be calling the games with Brian Anderson. He'll be doing the Braves and the Cardinals. He'll also be doing the NLCS because TBS is the exclusive home of the National League throughout the 2019 MLB postseason. And he joins us now. Ron, welcome. How are you? Hi, Mike. It's been a while. Thanks. Uh, nice to talk to Good you. Good to talk How are you feeling? Okay. Uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling better. You know, Good. I'm not 100, percent but I'm doing my thing. You know. Good. All right. We send you our best. Um, um, tell me this, Ron. I'll put you on the spot to start. Would okay. you bring Mickey back or not? Um, uh, uh, I guess there's two questions here. I, I think that um, I would not bring Mickey back. Um, I think that uh, I think that some of the decision making um, is is lacking. Um, do I think he will be back? Yes. Um, oh, okay. So you don't uh, you you wouldn't and you think he will be okay? Yeah, I I, I wouldn't because I I just think that I don't know. There's there's a there's a lot of things. You know what happens? I think for a lot of these teams, Mike, is that they hire these guys that don't have a lot of experience, and then they're critical of them when they don't make the right moves. Uh, I mean, experience is everything when it comes to managing not only a ball club but bullpen and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think he's a little short in that. Now he has an abundance of a team that played well for him, young guys that love him, uh, a team that played hard for him, all that kind of stuff. So that's all positives for him. So I think he is going to be back um, because of that. Ron, is, I, I would send Diaz packing. Uh, yeah. I've had guys come on here and tell me, no, no, he's salvageable. I don't see it. You, I, do you think you would bring him back, or would you start with another closer next year? You know, uh, when I was a kid, Mike, uh, I remember Eddie Lee Whitson um, with the Yankees. Yep. The certain certain players uh, they get in this town, and this town is just not for them. And uh, uh, so I'm kind of with you. I agree. Uh, if, I if think he's got to go somewhere find else. Find a way to get yep. some something for him. I would do it. Uh, this town is not made for everybody. I'll I'll tell you personally. After playing there for ten years. Uh, when I moved to Oakland, it was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because it's very hard to play in New York for a long, extended period of time. That's why Jeter and others, I just marvel at that their uh, their ability to handle it for that long. It's just a very difficult, beautiful, difficult grind. But uh, you know, some uh, New York's not for everybody. And all you have to do is look at Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray, great in Oakland, comes to New York, can't get anybody out. Now he goes to Cincinnati, which is a band box, has a 2.8 ERA this year, pitches great. You know, Mike, uh, a, a lot of baseball players come from these pastoral, beautiful, rural communities. And they come to the city, and the next thing you know, they're on the 4 train or the 7 train, and they're trying to figure out how to, how to do that and also get people out. It's not for everybody. You know, I loved it. I mean, I, I thought it was the greatest thing and ever. And you were good but, at it, too. And, but but it was, it's certainly uh, not for everybody. And Sonny Gray is probably one of the best examples. I mean, what a season he had this year. And last year, he probably was, as far as starters are concerned, one of the worst in the game. It was a nightmare. So was a yeah, total so nightmare. All right. Uh, Everybody I've talked to, Girardi, I had DeRose on, I had Girardi on, yeah. all love the Braves. Are uh, you in the Brave camp too? Um, I, I am in the Braves camp uh, with a caveat, and, and that is is that the reason I'm in the Braves camp is because the Cardinals, um, you know, their Achilles heel is hitting. Uh, you know, I don't know if they're going to hit enough. Because I think the game now, even though last night's game was a 4-3 to three game, I think the game is going to be a slugging postseason, Mike. 
you know, there's no uh, there's no argument that the home run played such a big part of the game this year. I would expect the postseason to be a, a just like it with tons and tons of home runs. I don't think uh, the Cardinals have that kind of offense. But that being said, uh, Freddie Freeman has to be 100% for me. We haven't seen Acuna Jr. play in 10 days. Uh, we've seen Freddie Freeman play against the Mets recently where it didn't look like he was 100% comfortable. If he's not 100% comfortable, I, I, I easily can switch over to the Cardinals because of their pitching. Um, did you get the feeling uh, that last night that the Nationals are a different team this year, a different makeup this year? I mean, usually they've been very disappointing, and last night they do the things that winning teams do. They hang around, they get a good performance out of the bullpen by a starter, and then they get the hit they have to get to win the game. You know, uh, Mike, there's a lightness to that team that they've never had. I mean, I've covered that team since the beginning, and, you know, superstars um, since Reggie Jackson in, in, uh, uh, with the Yankees, they take up a lot of oxygen, you know? And yep. I think that I, I think that Bryce Harper took a lot of oxygen. I agree. I think he, and I think he made it worse. I don't think he made it better. I agree. Yeah, I mean, he was a, he's a great player. He's yes. one of the best players in the game, okay? But um, I think there was a lightness to this team, especially with Parra when he came over. All, you know, the dancing and the baby shark, that's, that's all great. But I think at, at some point... They were always a team that was World Series or bust. If they don't make the World Series, then they didn't have a good year. And I don't think they felt that this year. I think they just felt, let's be a good team. Let's get in the dance. Let's, let's give ourselves a chance, which is a lot different than what they've had before. And uh, uh, last night's game was, uh, uh, listen, I've done a lot of games. I've done a lot of great games. That's, that's right up there with them. Do, do, uh, do they give the Dodgers trouble? Well, uh, Dodgers did not want to play this team. Uh, this is the one team, I think, that no one in baseball wanted to play uh, for this reason. I know their bullpen is bad, but you know that during the world's, uh, during the postseason, uh, starters are going to pitch in relief like Strasburg did last night. Corbin's going to get some, uh, some outs uh, in the bullpen to left-handers uh, during the postseason. Um, but that, you know, the Scherzer did not pitch great. But you know what? He didn't pitch awful either. Um, but Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, and don't sleep on Annabelle Sanchez. You know, he's one of those guys that kind of knows how to get it done. Uh, great uh, kind of fourth starter like, uh, like Hill is for, for the Dodgers. Uh, this is the team they did not want to face. And the Dodgers, with all their left-handed hitting, uh, with Corbin probably starting game one, um, I think presents some serious challenges. Will Keuchel be a factor uh, for the in this series? Keuchel is a, a pro's pro. I think he will uh, definitely be a huge factor. I think that's that's why Snicker picked him. Um, you know, they're trying to somehow get Soroka through this postseason because of all the innings uh, that he's pitched. Uh, Max Fried is going to pitch not only as a starter but as a reliever. Also, we saw him against the Mets uh, over the weekend uh, pitch in relief, and he was outstanding. Um, the, the Atlanta Braves uh, have an interesting uh, team in the sense that their first four hitters are as dangerous as any in baseball. Uh, it'll be the other five or other four um, minus the pitcher, uh, w- which will determine that, uh, uh, that series. Is, uh, do you think the Dodgers are clearly the best team, or do you think the Braves have a good chance? 
The Dodgers are clearly the best team, but they have holes. And every team seems to have holes. Uh, you know, Kenley Jansen is, um, you know, he was having Mariano Rivera's career, and then it came to a halt. You know, health reasons, of course, um, uh, but also he's lost a little. Um, and uh, his stuff is not what it once was. So, um, uh, you know, they, they, there is not a perfect team out there other than maybe uh, the Houston Astros, uh, who seem uh, kind of perfect all the way around. I, I leave the Yankees out of that because I feel like they're pretty perfect too, but they have so many decisions to make. And, and Aaron Boone, of course, with, on the pitching side, he might have to pull a counsel as far as how he uses his pitchers uh, throughout the series. I think they overthink it myself. I think they oh, yeah. way over. I, I just pitched Tanaka. Tanaka has a habit of pitching well in the postseason. I would ride him, and they won't do that because he didn't pitch well down the stretch. They'll probably ride Paxson, who's never pitched in the postseason. So I don't know what to get out of him. So, I, you know, I, I like guys who have done it, you know, uh, and I think Tanaka's always shown up in the postseason. And, you know, I don't think they trust him. Do you think, Ron, these pitches, even the power pitches now, even the really good pitches, are they impacted by all the home runs this year? Did these make these hitters, these pitches shy, these home runs? Uh, uh, they, they certainly have been impacted. It's going to be the guys who give up a two-run home run that can somehow rebound from it. Think about Max Scherzer last night. He, he looked like he was only going to last two or three innings. He somehow got through five and only gave up three runs only. But, you know, he kind of kept them in the game. I think that's um, the home run ball is going to be huge in the postseason. And uh, I think the guys who deal with that better are, are, are the That's ones a good that point. You've got to be able to shake off the early home run is what you're you, saying, right? You've got you to shake it off. And, and I, I'm with you with the Yankees. I think that um, trying to be who they're not um, uh, would, would not be the way I would go. I would start, you know, the Haps and the Tanakas and let them go until they can't go anymore. That's it. Then, uh, stop overthinking this. I mean, just, uh, I mean, yeah, to me, they're way, Yankees are way overthinking this stuff, I think. I, I w- yeah, I would say, like, uh, uh, for Tanaka, give me, give me four strong innings. Oh, you already gave me four. Give me five. That's you it. know, just, just, just think of it in real time. If he's pitching great, let him go. If he's not, then you make a move. Absolutely. And, you know, as Joe Girardi said to me the other day, I said, what's the one quality it takes to win this thing? He says, you got to come from behind these games. And, and I think that's yeah. true. You saw yeah. it last night. you got to be – and the Yankees were always that way. They, I can't tell you how many games I was at where the Yankees came from behind in the playoffs. You could There had to be 20 of them in the postseason during their halcyon days. I mean, you, and you saw it last night. you got to be able to chip away. you got to get someone out of your pen to shut them down, and you gotta you got to just chip away and be able to come from behind in these games. You know, Mike, I was told when I was a player, and this is 30 years ago, or 40 years ago, whatever it was, and it hasn't changed. You have to beat someone's closer. At some point, you have to beat someone's closer. The reason the Yankees won all of their championships is no one could beat their closer. Uh, that's how you win championships, is that at some point, you have to beat their closer. Um, and we saw it last night with Hayter. You know, the, the, yep. the script, the scripted plan for Hader to come in two innings and strike out five and the game's over was it for the Brewers. Right there. But somehow, somehow it didn't work out. That's how, uh, how the game goes. Hey, Council was on his plan. He had everything the way he expected it to go. He had, he had made every move just like you guys said he was going to do. He did everything by rote. It didn't work out, though, did it? I, well, you, you know what? That's, that's why you play the game. That's why it's one of the greatest sports you'll ever watch because you can do everything right 
and the next thing you know, um, you're taking the bus home. The best thing about baseball is this. What makes yeah. it tedious in July makes it brilliant in October. That you can The at-bat that takes 10 minutes in July that you say, <laughs> can they get this at-bat over with in, in, in October when it is for pressure and under intense scrutiny with so much on the line, that at-bat becomes so special because you can suspend it. And in other sports, it's over an eyelash. In baseball, the at-bat can take 10 minutes, and that's what makes it so great in October. There's nothing like October baseball. Hey, listen, when, when you and I are watching a game in the middle of July and you have that 12-pitch at-bat, we're probably going to get a beer and a sandwich, right? Yep. But when you're in October... You can't take your eyeballs And you're off thinking it. on every pitch, and you're thinking, what should he throw here, and then how did he foul it off, and then they, and those at-bats become legends. They, they, they become legendary, and I, and I think that's, you know, uh, Mike, uh, one, of, one of the great joys, and I, I didn't know it was going to be like this, is being, uh, this is the closest I get. When I walk to the ballpark to do these games, it's the closest I get to when I started three World Series games. It's, it's walking in. No, you don't know. It's the unknown, and anything can happen. And that's what's great about the game. Hey, you got to start a seventh game, which is something that is a special <laughs> feeling. I mean, that's a special deal to start a seventh game. Oh, my family, uh, they were miserable for two days. I was, uh, I was in uh, uh, it, just just a, a bear to be around. But it's, it's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, when I think of New York sports, I think of, you know, Willis Reed, I think of Joe Willie, or think, but a chance to in New York start a game seven. I'll remember that for the rest of my life. How we're talking about Ron Darling. Uh, two things. One, Alonzo. How can you put Alonzo's season into words? Can't. Uh, I can't. It, it is uh, one of the greatest uh, rookie seasons in the history of the game. That's an easy way to put it. But I think that, and and this is my this is my uh, opinion, Mike. You know, I think that Brody did a lot of uh, Brody Van Wagen talking of, about uh, the culture of the Mets and changing the culture of the Mets. Um, uh, uh, hopefully, he doesn't take exception to this. I don't think he did that. I think Pete Alonso I agree. one summer, one summer changed the uh, the entire culture of how you think about the Mets and how um, how you think about their resiliency and that they're not a team that's going to lay down, and they're in it every single game. And, and, and this is one of the few seasons that they did not make the postseason, right? Yeah. And after the season, do you feel bad about it? No. No, I like, think it's something it, to build on. No, they, and, and I want to give McNeil credit, too, because I think yeah. he has been right in the middle of it, too. He is a really good player. He, he, he's a really good player, and he's, uh, he's uh, I don't know if I can say it on radio, but he's a red, you know what I mean. Yep, I understand. Uh, yep. Yeah, he... he he is that kind of guy yep. with that certain kind of He's a of tough toughness. out. He's a tough he's out. A, and he's a tough out. And, yep. and also, I don't know, I, I, I think they get it. Alonzo and McNeil get it. And, and that is is that there is a, uh, a relationship between winning, playing hard, being present every day, being present every at-bat, and that you're entertaining some folks at some point. They get all of that, and it's nice. Yeah, I, big lift, and I, I agree. Alonzo and McNeil did change the culture of the Mets. You couldn't have said it better. The other thing is this. A lot of people think Houston's unbeatable this year. Do you? Yeah. Um, and, and no one's unbeatable uh, in, in the postseason because uh, 
uh, certain things happen. Uh, uh, Houston was unbeatable last year, and the Red Sox uh, disposed of them very quickly. So, you know, it, it, they are on paper one of the most well-rounded teams. But always we have to think about the game. The game is different than it was before. So Verlander and Cole, as good as they are, and you throw in Greinke, of course, um, as good as they are, they're going to pitch two-thirds of the game. There's going to be one-third of the game left. And, uh, you know, if this was Koufax or uh, Drysdale days, and, and he said to me that Cole and Verlander are going to pitch nine innings every game, I would say they're unbeatable. But they're not going to. So at some point, you're going to get a chance against the bullpen. And Houston's bullpen has been good, not great. Is Rio a guy you worry about now, or you think he'll be the good Rio, or the guy who struggled down a stretch? Um, I, I, think that, um, I think that when you look at the course of the season, I don't think there's any uh, mulligans. I think what you've seen during the course of the season is exactly what you're probably going to get during the postseason. Uh, I, I think there's very rarely, other than kind of lower-level players, I'm talking about Denny Doyle in our days, right? Yep. Guys that are, are like uh, lesser-known players sometimes come through with huge series, Joe yep. Panic, people like that. Yep. But the big stars, if they've had whatever year they've had, is probably the year they're going to have in the post. Very interesting. Ron, pleasure. We'll be watching. Thanks very much. Get, and I hope Thanks. you're feeling better. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. I'll talk to you anytime. Thanks. Okay. Ron Darling, back after this.